is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hey, Ash. Hi, Mel. Hello, listeners. And welcome to Solicited Advice. The mini episode where we actually give you advice you ask for instead of... The unsolicited type we are so familiar with. Which comes, you're probably dealing with this right now because it's probably around Christmas time. It is the season for it. Auntie Flo is definitely hitting you with why are you still single? Can't you get a man? Why? Especially if you're a lesbian. They're definitely hitting you with why can't you get a man when you've already told them many, many times you are not a heterosexual woman. Repulsive. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to be touched sexually. The reason I haven't got a man is because dicks are gross. Um, But I have a good one here. Who have we heard from? Which I think is very timely for this time of year because this is when you feel this pressure the most. Um, I'm going to say it's from Marianne. Mel panics so much with the fake names. What is wrong with you? Just think of a fake name. I I panic. I just want to think of a good fake name. And I'm just, well, you saw Auntie Flo. That's what we call period. I know. Why did I come out with Auntie Flo? all of your main exes are called Bob. I know. It's just like, I just don't even know. Like, why can they never be like Tom? (laughs) I can't. My brain just like has a little brain fart. Anyway, so we've got, what do I call her? Marianne. (laughs) Hey, Ash and Mel. (laughs) Hope you're living your best zesty lives. I'm going to kind of, um, paraphrase her email because it's quite long. Okay. Um, and I just don't think we have time for the length because this is meant to be the short ep. So this is about a friend of hers and she said genuinely is a friend but she also could use the advice for herself anyway, mood. So her friend's 32. She's feeling that typical behindness in life mm. but she's kicking heaps of goals. She just bought a house, she got a great job, she's an awesome mate um, but she's really caught up with not having a dude at 32. Ooh, yeah. And she's feeling the ticking clock, basically. Um, and so she goes on these dates, um, but then it doesn't work out. And then she's in the funk that we've talked about or we're going to talk about. It. I don't know where this episode is landing, but basically that funk that we get where you're going on dates and you just get disappointment after disappointment. And she is feeling like it's her, but her friend, Marianne, who sent this email, is trying to like delicately say, it's not that you're a terrible person or a bad date or any of that but you are maybe jumping a bit ahead with your expectations from these dates. Because mm. basically there. she says one common thread or a little bit of in- is a little bit of interest from the person and all of a sudden she's thinking long-term and how they can meld together. I get it because I used to do the same thing and it's why I don't really date. I hate being on the apps and so one connection makes me want to make it work so I don't have to keep doing the thing. Um, but I'm only 29, so she assumes I don't get how little time she has left. Only, mate. Like two years. I know. I know. Only. Um, so she basically, what Marianne's asking is, what what can we advise to slow down the leap from we're just having a casual chat to this could be it or worse, this is it mm. when you don't even know their last name yet. She's such a great person. I hate seeing her paraded around by losers who don't deserve her while they slowly break her heart. Um, and each one is making her feel worse about herself. And look, yeah, it's shit house, and it feels shit. And I have a friend who does this too, um, where she will, she's just a classic straight up and down Pisces, where they go into things hard on their sleeve, all emotion, and it's and they confuse that romantic headiness of the romantic date 
minutes in the first meeting somebody and realizing you have things in common or there's a future here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So what do you think, Ash? What's well, your take? Oh, I mean, I just think that there is a lot of pressure being put on these dates and the pe- the person, the people sitting mm-hmm. across from from your mate, Marianne, I think it would be wise, I guess. I know you want to tell her gently, but it could be asking her, you know, are you actually having fun on these days? Mm. Like, are, the, are you? how is she approaching dating? So mm. she might be approaching the dates as quite a serious job to meet someone. Yeah. And if, you know, when you've been out of work for a while and you're looking for a gig... You can kind of be like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep, this I want this job. But instead, like, asking herself, am I having fun on these dates? Do I actually want a future with this person? Like, maybe just getting her to tick a few of her own boxes before just thinking that this person can fill the missing void in her life. Think, what, you know, what kind of person do I want to have? Yeah. And let me get to know them enough to know if they are that person instead of just being like, all right, so male, heterosexual, like stable income. Sure. Come right through. Here's my future. Step inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of almost like if you're going, if you're, if you're sitting down going, wait, are they right for me? Not just, um, is there a vibe here? Yeah. And so like got to feel this spot. Like it's literally, it can feel like we're all playing musical chairs and it feels Mm -hmm. as you get older It feels like you're playing musical chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. And there are less seats to sit in. And this ship is going down. Old age is coming. Like, your clock's ticking. Oh, my God. Wow, Ash, just way to, like, depress me on a lovely sunny day. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, it can feel like that. And if if she is feeling like that, she's more likely to look at the person across from her and say, great, yeah, you're it. Let's lock it in, my man. Yeah. I think something that... I I went through a big thing when I turned 30 where I like had like my little existential crisis about am I just never going to meet a person and then am I not going to have kids? Those two are so intrinsically tied, I feel, Mm. um, with the whole ticking clock thing. A lot of it comes down to the fact that we're very aware as women that the older we get, we've been – well, firstly, I've heard differing opinions on this because there's a lot of talk now that the old way of thinking that once you're past 30, your eggs are dying off or whatever is not necessarily as true. But regardless, mm. there is the fact that the older you get, the less, you know, the closer you are to menopause or whatever. So the closer you are to not having kids. And I think that's what really comes into play when, with, as a woman as you get older. But what I had to do was go, okay, I can't start going into dating with the mentality that I need to rush through to this like baby making process because annoyingly with dating guys have longer to think about that. So therefore you go on these dates and you can't like rush into it because that person, it's likely that they're, you know, not, they're not, they don't have that pressure on them. Totally. So they're like, I just want to chill and get to know you. And you're like, can we speed this fucking up a bit? I'd like to be married in six months to you. Thank you very much. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a date and on somebody. And then naturally that usually drives people away. So that's the shit side of your very normal biological reaction. Yes. um, Or mental reaction to a biological thing that then has this awful ramification. I instead went, you know what? 
why do I need to have kids? Why is that something that the only thing that would fulfill my life? Like if, if all the ducks did not line up in that row and a few ducks went over fucking somewhere else, who knows? And I ended up with three ducks instead of these six ducks that I would like in a row. What, why is that so bad? Think of all the cool things I could be doing. I could just become this weird aunt that travels the world and like has adventures and ends up having wild flings with princes in fucking Switzerland or whatever. Like there's so many other ways your life can go. I could just completely throw myself into work and start a business. I could become the CEO of a company. I could just surround myself with fucking amazing friends and family and, and get my, you know, life fulfillment from those people and from nieces and nephews. Like there are so many other ways your life can go and you just don't have control over it, unfortunately. And that's just life. Um, you could freeze your eggs and have your own babies if you want to. Yeah. You could go and get inseminated right now if you felt to. I guess it's like you can't put all of <laughs> your eggs, literal eggs. You can't put all your literal yeah. eggs in the basket of meeting a person and then going about everything the traditional way in life because you just you just can't put that pressure on dating. You'll no. never meet the person and, and we- it will just always go to shit. We've all been handed this very narrow uh, sort of – I guess life view and it's been passed down through generations of what the plan should look like. And the plan is meet someone young, get married, buy a house, have job, have kids. Yeah. That's it. That's the narrow view we were handed. Yeah. totally. And now our lives don't can't, don't necessarily, that doesn't suit. It's too narrow for so many of us for a myriad of reasons. And like, why are you a failure if you don't line up with that? Like, why have we conditioned ourselves to believe that we've failed? And like, I know that like, it's not just that we're like, oh, society thinks I failed and that's why I'm disappointed. Like you're disappointed because you want kids. I get it. Like you want a family or whatever. But I also think that part of the reason that you feel you need the family to feel fulfilled is the social conditioning that we're going through with that. Like big time. If you change your mindset and go, okay, let's accept the scenario where maybe I don't, what does that look like? I've never even looked at it before. And for me, I'd never looked at it before. I'd never looked down the road of what if maybe I don't have kids. Yeah. And I started looking down that road and I thought, you know what? That's not actually that fucking bad. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point now where I'm like, I, I still think that I'd like kids, but I'm actually kind of like, do I definitely? And it's less of a, less of a Panic. 100% factor in a relationship for me. And it's also made me much more open to just seeing where things go with people. Um, but I had another thing that I wanted to say, because I do think that you know, there are some things, practical things that you can do if Mm -hmm. you're feeling that pressure and you feel like everyone you're dating is just not lining up. Sometimes I think people need to go on the more serious apps and serious apps to me is like, um, what's that one? eHarmony. eHarmony, where you're literally paying. People are paying to be on these apps. So you're going to have the serious dudes on those apps. These are not the fucking, like no one is paying for a fucking app to go and like, do it on a Wednesday. Do it. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to get, if you want to be only meeting the people that want to settle down, go on the more serious apps. And it's so funny because I always get people go, no, it's only losers on there. And I'm like, that is some sort of pre weird preconception. I'm sorry. But like if the app is free and a dude can download it at beers with his mates, just as a laugh, it's probably not going to have the highest percentage of people that are looking to settle down and have babies in the next year. 
Sorry. There's the fact. There's the tea. And you it know? is facts. It is facts. Like, they're great if you're dating and you're not, like, 100%, I just want to meet somebody who is ready to get married and have babies with me right now. They're great. Like, some of those people might be on there. But if you want someone who is in the same lifestyle as you, and if your lifestyle is, I'm ready, I'm done, I'm settled, where's the person Where that you wants at? to settle with me right now, then you need to get on a more serious app. You can also start, I also think at that point, it's really good to say to friends, hey, you got a single friend that is maybe a vibe for me? Like go with, go on blind dates because I think then you've got friends that know who you are. They know who they are. You're more likely to have a bit of a connection. I think you just need to start like whittling it down to people that are also living the same lifestyle or in the same life stage as you. I think that's a big part of it. And people often don't want to take that advice. And it's so strange to me because I'm like, if that's what you want, 110%, if every time you get disappointed because you feel like you can't meet someone that wants to settle down, why are you fucking around on the apps where people aren't guaranteed essentially to want to settle down? Yeah. Like eHarmony literally has a shit ton of questions. I used to be on it back before Tinder and stuff. And it was fucking amazing if you wanted to settle down. I was 24. I didn't want to settle down. But if you did, it was like really detailed shit. It was like, you know, do you want kids? In how long do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Do you see yourself moving overseas? Like it was really specific stuff so you could really like filter out. People people who were not right for you. That weren't, there were going to be red flags for you, you know? Mm, Big time. Yeah. So I think... Like, it's, it is really hard. We felt it. We feel it. We feel it. We're both in our 30s mm-hmm. and, you know, not necessarily hitting any of the targets that yeah. – like, Well, it's true. Like, we work. Yeah. We rent flats, but yeah. we're not homeowners. We're not married well, homeowners. We're not friend is already at homeowners. Like, yeah, stage, we're so not, she's already kicking like, some We're goals. not, like, mothers, but it, we're, we're great friends and we're great colleagues and – sisters and you know all of these things but just because we're not you know hitting and picking up labels along the way that society thinks we should have in our 30s sometimes you just got to say yeah fuck the system yeah so either say fuck the system marianne's friend and just enjoy your amazing house that you've bought and get it mates and all the good shit you've got in your life yeah um, and then go into dates as a sort of supplementary thing, not as something that's going to fulfill this goal of having a kid or go have a kid on your own. Another option. Heaps of people Love doing it. it now. Fucking great option. Or if you still really know in your heart of hearts that what you really want is a life partner right now, rethink how you're approaching that. Ask your friends to set you up. Go on eHarmony or any of those other sort of apps that are a bit more specific and have subscriptions and you know attract more serious people who are really definitely in it for the long haul go into all that stuff don't go on the bachelor i can tell you that for free i don't feel like i feel like all the all the stories coming out of the bachelor franchise at the moment are not long-term relationships but you know like just generally i think yeah getting around other like-minded people is where it's at if that's what you want and that is the tea. That's that on us. that. <laughs> That's that on that. If you would like your question answered, yes. email us. It is jeansandanicetop.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on the Instagram DM, jeansandanicetop underscore pod. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>